Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.B. Young and Christian Weber. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Double Tech. I would say special edition, but every episode is a special edition. But in this case, it really is special, Christian. It's, it's an extra special edition because this episode will hopefully be going on YouTube. It, that's the plan. That That is the plan. We're doing some new things at uh, Signal Media. And as Christian has said, we're the guinea pig. And we're going to try out this new video streaming stuff. Now, if you're listening on, you know, Spotify or Buzz 2, the show should run somewhat like normal. But to the other listeners, we are trying some new things. So just bear with us. It's going to be a good time. But as you all know, we're an NBA podcast. And that's that's what we do. So it's been uh, how, how long has it been since we've done a show, Chris? Uh, around two to three weeks, Dude, somewhere around there. It's been that long? We did one at the beginning of the year, and I think we haven't done one since. Jeez, it's been that long. Maybe it was the end of the year. I think it may have been the end of the year. Man, it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been way too long, but we're, we're here to, to fix that, and we're going to get some good NBA shows in right here on Double Tech. We can't thank you enough for tuning in, but I got to say, a lot of things has changed, and we'll get to the standings later on, but one thing that I did not see coming, Christian, are the Phoenix Suns being as bad as they are. What is going on in Phoenix? Yeah, um, Devin Booker's out. Well, that's, that's pretty much the main reason that Jeez. they suck, but... At the beginning of the year, I think we both had them around seven or eight, maybe around the play-in. I may have had them like at five, just right inside of the actual playoffs. And at the beginning of the year, they kind of proved us wrong. They oh, were yeah. atop the West there for a little bit. But now, they're completely out of the playoffs if it started today. They're 21-24. and 24. They're 1-9 and nine in their last 10. They've lost three straight. Their record without Devin Booker this year is three and thirteen. Good gracious! So that's you know the primary reason that they're struggling so bad right now, and you know nobody on the team is necessarily stepping up with Devin Booker out. And you have to step up. That's the thing about when your best player goes out, and and I don't want to say this is one of those situations where they 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 talked a lot of trash and now they're not backing it up. When they were winning, when they were on top of the world, they had something to say to everybody about everything. Yeah, what was that that Luca said last year? It's like when you're on top, it's easy to talk or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and that's exactly the case. I mean, he pretty much said it. And now they're struggling. And I think about all the trash they were talking, playing against Golden State and all that good stuff. And now all the players that had the most to say, you aren't showing up. When your best player goes out, you have to step up. And kind of, you know, just to keep your head above water, nobody's expecting you to be the the, the best team in the league, but just kind of stay right there in the middle of the pack. But, boy, they're, they're down there with the Lakers, and there's no way <laughs> they should be down there with us. No, there's no they way. Sh they shouldn't be. Um, DeAndre Ayton's the main guy that really hasn't stepped up in Devin Booker's absence. He's got 16 points, 10 rebounds, 48% from the field in his last eight games that he's played. I mean, those are fine numbers. Yeah. But if Devin Booker's out and you're, you know, you should be, a bigger part of the offense, you're making $160 million. Maybe you should average around 20 something. Yeah, probably Chris so. Paul actually 
hasn't been playing that bad. He's just not the Chris Paul of old. He is old Chris Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. In his last five, he's averaging 16.6 assists on 50% from the field, 52% from the three-point line. It's just not enough. And I saw a uh, stat of Mikael Bridges, who I like. He's a good player. Um, before Devin Booker's injury, he averaged like 15 points on 12 shots a game or something like that. Yeah. After Devin Booker's injury, he averages 15 points on 11 shots. <laughs> it's like... See? He's like, you know what? You're going to get 15, no matter what. Dude, You're getting 15. Come on now. Come on. So, but, but see, he's – and it's funny because what was he doing with uh Clay Thompson whenever he was – uh what he, like, throwing a three up in his face or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I think so. See? I, don't, I, don't I like, like him, though. He's but, good. But see, you got to calm down, man. I feel like all these guys, that they, they get on a nice little run, and, and I understand being excited and, you know, being hyped up for the game. We That's what we all do. But there's a certain line that you got to kind of – kind of stay away from i feel like you kind of overstep it when you kind of get too excited with your trash talk but yeah phoenix i don't know man you think when how long does devin booker have till he gets back that i am not sure of but there is some worse news for him because uh chris paul is out tonight when they play the brooklyn nets oh no are you serious Mm -hmm. well brooklyn needs that that should be another l yeah it should be It, it really should be but hey phoenix Whenever Devin Booker does get back, we expect them to, you know, kind of kick it up a notch. This was a uh, twenty day, twenty two days ago. Booker is out at least four weeks, so he's got at least six more days. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! <laughs> well, anytime soon would be good for him because you got a couple of teams. Speaking of teams on the other side, um, Memphis and Sacramento are actually playing fantastically right now. I guess what would I guess I should ask you because I feel like you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. What's the bigger surprise as far as which team is just beasting? The Kings, obviously. I mean, <laughs> this is a team that hasn't made the playoffs since what 2006, something like that. And they've had talent throughout the years. They just never put it together. I guess I, I think a lot of it's been coaching, to be honest. And I've yep. never, I've never been a big Mike Brown fan, but. <laughs> He seems to be doing a good job with the Kings. All I know is whenever they had Luke Walton, you were super excited. That was like your favorite coach, favorite team. He you kept just, a job somehow. <laughs> you were excited to see what they were going to do. But, hey, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis playing fantastically right now. We we always talk about Sacramento as being one of those teams where they shouldn't be as bad as they are. Just off, like you said, talent. There's no way they should be as bad. But right now, hey, they're, they're playing how they should play. And, dude, what are they, third in the West right now? Yes, and uh, seven and three in their last ten. They've won five straight. Their record's twenty five and eighteen. Um, of course, De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis should both be NBA All Stars. We'll have the voting here a little bit later. Oh yeah, I, I don't you. think somewhere. I don't think they're high. Like, in, I, they're not as high as they should be because Sabonis is honestly probably the second best like offensive center in the league. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, overall, yeah. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid's going to score more than him and stuff like that. Like, if you had to pick one of them, Joel's yeah, way better than Demonis Sabonis. Yeah, but, he is, but in terms of passing, Sabonis is the second best center in the league. Okay. Of yeah, course, I, to Nikola Jokic, who is one of the greatest passers of all time. Of all time, as you've put it. But um, <laughs> Sabonis is averaging 13 rebounds. He leads them in assist at seven. How awesome is that? Yeah, your center is leading you in assist. Uh, he averages, let's see, what's the points? He averages 19 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. Those are good numbers right there. On pretty good efficiency. 
He is shooting 61% from the field and 38% from three. So great efficiency. Jeez. And, and not to mention, you you got the guys for Sacramento also. You got Monk stepping up. Harrison Barnes is playing well. Mm -hmm. I, I really, really miss Monk. I do. Yeah. <laughs> would be a, it would be nice for you guys if he was still a Laker. That would be fantastic. Uh, a guy that I like to point out is Chemezi Metu. Say that one more uh, time. He, Chemezi Metu. Oh, he oh. is a role player, but I do like him because he is there to dunk the ball. He, that's, that's just what he does. He's See, in there and he dunks the ball. And you know what I love about that? If that's your job and that's what you're supposed to do, just do it. Yeah. Like I, I love the players who and you have one job. They always joke. You, you had one job. Please just do your job. That's a wonderful thing. If the coach tells you come in, just dunk the ball. You get it on the inside, dunk the ball. I, I love that. So, hey, keep doing your job. And, and of course, uh, Kevin Herger has been a huge pickup for them in the offseason. Uh, he's averaging 18 points. Three and a half rebounds, four assists on 50% from the field and 43% from three. Um, Keegan Murray's been a pretty good rookie for him. De'Aaron Fox should be way higher on the all-star voting. He's pretty low. I, yeah. I don't I got the numbers here somewhere, but it's like the Kings are still being disrespected, even though they're actually pretty good now. Well, you kind of know that's gonna happen. That's just the nature of the beast. And since you know Sacramento has gotten on this good run. I feel like if it would have happened a little bit earlier, maybe he would be a little bit higher. But I mean, you know, that's going to happen. It's it's just that's just how it goes. He's been one of the more clutch players in the league so far. Yeah, I mean, he's not SGA, but he he's <laughs> but who is Chris? Yeah, who he's is? he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, the other team that we mentioned, the Grizzlies, are they've tied a team record eleven wins in a row. In case you haven't been paying oh, attention, gosh. yeah, and. The thing about the Grizzlies, man, I, I always take shots at them because they are that young, you know, cocky team. But, boy, they're good, man. They they really they are, good. are good. They, they got a good team. They can back it up. You just look at them, and it's it's spread so evenly between, you know, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, everybody's playing their role. Steven Adams, they're fun to watch. We always talk about teams who are fun to watch. They are. Memphis is fun to watch, and they're winning. So, right now, it's kind of hard to bet against them. Yeah, um, we might as well go through the Western Conference standings while we're at it because yeah, um, all the teams that we've talked about so far are Western Conference teams. Um, the Nuggets are atop the West at 32-13. and 13. They are winners of eight straight, nine, and one in their last ten. Uh, the Grizzlies are in second at 31-13, and 13, but I do want to go back to the Nuggets for a second. Oh, uh, Nikola Jokic is Denver's all-time leader in assists now. And when you... When I saw that and when we had talked about it, it seems so crazy that he's, you know, Jokic has been in the league now for a handful of years, but you think about some other players that have played for Denver, and it's hard to think that he's got numbers that high already. It seems like he hasn't been in the league that long to, you know, be the all-time anything just yet. Yeah, let's see when he entered the league. 2015-2016 was his first season. So he's been in the league one, two, three. But still. This is his eighth season. Yeah, oh, goodness. That yeah. actually is longer than I thought it was. Yeah. But still. It doesn't seem like it's that long, but he also, he wasn't Jokic until, you know, probably three or four seasons into his career. He was good, but but he wasn't like, the uh, guy. he was like putting up Sabonis numbers. Yeah, there for a he, bit. he wasn't putting up those MVP yeah. numbers just yet. Not which, just yet. You know, he could possibly be a three-time MVP, which is crazy. It's a possibility, man. It's um, a possibility. He, I've said it before. He is the best offensive center the league has ever seen. That's so tough, he's, Christian. He's unstoppable. He is, but 
And it's not just him scoring. He can get the ball to anybody else. I think that's what makes him such a threat because he has such an unorthodox style. I had my Laker hat on when I went into the store the other day and some dude was hyped. Oh, Denver Nuggets, you're he was hyped up. But he <laughs> said he said the same thing. Even as a fan of Denver Nuggets, he said, oh, it's not pretty. It, it, he, does, he doesn't look good playing the game, but it's effective. And every, we all say that because his Jokic, passes are pretty, though. Some of them, some of them are pretty, but like his shot selection, it, he, sometimes it looks like he's just flicking it up there, but it goes in all the time, like all the time. So, yeah, man, with, with, with Joker possibly getting another MVP, Denver's at the top for a reason. Yeah. Um, this season, he, he's averaging 25 points, 11 rebounds, 9.9 assists. He's 0.1 assists away from averaging a triple double. Oh, my gosh. And he is shooting 63% from the field and 37% from three. If he gets a triple-double for the season, you almost have to give it to him. You got to give it to yeah. him. On top of also being the best team in the West so far. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, if they're the number one seed and he's averaging a triple-double, how do you not give it to him? You, you have to. And we, we always talk about that that voter fatigue and where MVP you know gets it once, gets it twice, and they're like, okay, we have to give it to somebody else. If he averages a triple double and they're the best in the West, I don't care about the fatigue. I, I dog on him. I yeah. I almost felt like you know I kind of wanted Joel to win that one year, but I understood why Joker got it. You couldn't deny him that. Mm -hmm. one. But in this case, you can't deny him this one either. But still, hey, we still got like half the season left, so who knows what can happen in the next thirty-eight games? Yeah, Jamal Murray is a guy who has looked really good as of late, averaging twenty-one points, four rebounds, four assists on forty-eight percent from the field and forty-six percent from three in his last ten. So he's coming back on. Aaron Gordon, we talked about it the last time we did a show. He's been very underrated this season. And, of course, you got Michael Porter Jr., who has been pretty good as well. And we talked about the Grizzlies. It's, I mean, they got a bunch of guys. We say it every time. John Morant and Desmond Bain are their two best players. But, they are. But they're, they're pretty deep. And then you got the Kings, who we talked about, of course, at 3, at 25, and 18. The Grizzlies have a five-and-a-half game lead in the second seed. They're just uh, half a game back at the Nuggets. Boy, they're sitting comfortable right then now. At the, then at the four seed, you got the Pelicans, who are twenty six and nineteen. They are losers of two straight and three and seven in their last ten, but they have been without Zion for a little bit now. What's the uh, timetable on him? Or well, take that back. What was his injury? Let me say that again, because yeah, that I do not know, and I will have to look up in a second. Because yeah, I, I know he's been out for a little bit, and that says a lot about how well the Pelicans were playing. If they're three yeah. for seven in their last ten, and they're still in the fourth seed, man, um, it must be nice. Sixteen days ago, Williamson hamstring will be reevaluated, reevaluated in three weeks. So we're coming up on three weeks here in about five days. Okay, so maybe he'll be back soon. Um, talking about them losing recently. They have been without Zion, and they have been without Brandon Ingram for a while, so I don't know how you can really expect them to win a ton of games hey, without those two guys. But like I said, they're, 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 they put themselves in a good position to be without their guys and still you know, be in a comfortable spot right now. I, I say comfortable, but you know, lose a few more, you can drop down a couple more spots. But they're all right, that, right now. That's the thing. I mean, the NBA, we talked about it. We've talked about it multiple times this season. There, there's maybe never been more parity than this do that it's so close in both conferences it's so it. close i love it um and for people that you know say the these games don't matter talk to me when it comes to playoffs it's like no these games these games matter because every game every team is like one game apart dude the thing about it is when when people say the games don't matter 
they're not seeing some of these games. And like you said, how close it actually is. Obviously, at the end of the season, everybody makes their push and mm-hmm. it kind of shapes out, you know, differently. But you really do set yourself up to, I don't even want to say not have to work as hard at the end of the season, but to give yourself, uh, you know, a little leadway so as you don't have as much pressure at the end of the season because it gets real sticky real fast. And I feel like this is going to be another one of those seasons that at the end of the year, it's going to be two, three game difference. On if you win this game, if you lose that game, which I, I love that time of the year because it gets serious. And you, you know how sticky it gets. Oh, you know how sticky it gets. You guys drink about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mavericks are the fifth seed at 24 and 22, four and six in their last 10, losers of three straight. Luka Doncic show, of course. Always. I mean, he's incredible. You see his dad? See what? You see his dad, Luca's dad? I didn't. You didn't? No, yeah, I didn't see at, that. He was at, uh, I guess, the last game they played because everybody said he looked like uh, Mr. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> when you get a chance, go look at it. His dad is like 6'7". Um, really? He, yeah, he's like a former basketball player. Um, can't remember how long ago it was he played. but He played really in Slovenia or something? Yeah, but he's like 6'7". And yes, side profile, freaking Mr. Incredible, dude. Like, it's <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, shout out to Luca's dad. I've seen his mom before. Oh, yeah. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last 10. <laughs> Points per game, 34 points per game, nine rebounds, nine assists, 46% from the field, 31% from three. Uh, and then you got, you know, him and a bunch of Uber Eats guys playing. <laughs> Christian Wood's actually been pretty good, though. 18 points or 22 points per game in his last 10, 10 rebounds, two blocks, 53% from the field, and 36% from three. But other than that, I mean, we've said it multiple times. It's it's not great. I do like their rookie. Jaden Hardy, who I was high high on coming out of the draft out oh, of the G yeah. League at night. You were high I think he him. was the uh he was like pick 37. Mm-hmm. And uh he's starting to come on here recently. In his last 10, he's averaging 10 points per game, one rebound, one assist, 47% from the field, and 33% from three. Pretty good numbers for a rookie. Yeah. And he was a guy who was projected to be like a top three pick in the draft, but you know, he went to G League at night and he was playing against grown men and didn't play that great. <laughs> it happened. Fell down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also, Scoot Henderson, who's going to be the second overall pick in this draft, was better than him at oh gosh. like age 16. Maybe so, well. yeah, that's it not a good look for your uh, stock right there. Um, and then you got the Warriors in the sixth seed at 22 and 22. They've, uh, They've survived. That, that was the best way to put it. I was, I was waiting to see exactly what you said, but that's exactly what I was going to say. They survived. This actually has uh, on my ESPN app. Hey, <laughs> and show the camera. If there's probably a glare, so you couldn't see it, but uh, it has the Utah Jazz in the sixth seed. Really? Yeah, I guess because they, they have more, more wins. Games? Yeah, well, they have yeah. more wins. Yeah, that's probably why. But more so okay, so okay. one of them is the sixth seed. I don't know who's correct. NBA.com says the Warriors are the sixth seed. ESPN says the Jazz are the sixth seed. Who I'm going to talk about. The, I'm going to talk about the, the Warriors first. Okay, that'll work. Going off the NBA.com. Um, Warriors have survived. Steph Curry is, of course, amazing. Jordan Poole has been good at times, I he's would say. Back up. He's yeah, he has. Back up. In his last 10, he's averaging 26 point p- points per game, which is great. Four rebounds, five assists, 45% from the field, and 32% from three. I saw his numbers compared like off the bench or starting. And starting, I think he averages like 25 points per game. And if he's off the bench, he averages like 11. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let him start. And even though it's that. it's around, you know, similar minutes, 
he just plays better when he starts. He, he feels more comfortable I out guess. there. It's like he can he can get his off a little bit easier. So that's understandable. And perhaps I wrote off Clay Thompson way too soon. I told you. Where's my, where's my pen? Yeah. Dropped my pen. Yes, I dropped my pen because I told you he was not done. Yeah, I thought he was washed. We had many a shows where you led with, is Clay Thompson washed? I'm like, no, not yet. Get this man some time. Yeah. Clay Thompson is not that old. And and he's... Injuries are not. He's 32. But um, that ain't old. That's not incredibly old, especially for a shooter. The shooting lasts forever. But uh, in his last 10, he's played seven. 31 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, 49% 49% from the field and 46% from three. So, yes, let's go, great. Clay. He's been great. Let's go, Clay. Not going to lie. Come on now. Give, give that man his flowers, as the people say. How many points per game do you think Andrew Wiggins has been averaging in his last 10? In his last 10, Andrew Wiggins has averaged 15. 12. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great, but did I see he had more like all star votes than like a handful of players? That yes. Definitely have more than him. Ridiculous. It is pretty crazy. Those Warriors fans, man. Oh, they're, they're insane. They're something different. Don't get it twisted. They're on another level. But hey, you got to ride for your people. But no, nah, Andrew Wiggins definitely needs to step his game back up because he was playing so well last season. All right. So, so then we move on to the Jazz, who are 24 and 24. They are five and five in the last 10 and winners of two straight. It's the, uh, the Lori Markinen show. Yeah, boy, yeah. every time I turn around, somebody's getting dunked on. It seemed like earlier in the season, he was playing so well, and I'm like, okay, Laurie's going to fall off at some point. Eventually. But I don't think he is. I think he's just actually pretty good now. I think he's in a position right now to, I mean, has the focal point ever been him? No. You know what I mean? Because he's been in other situations. Where was it? Chicago? Yeah. Um, that it was He like- had stretches in Chicago where he would play well. Like, I think he had games where he had, like, 20 points, 15 rebounds. Like, over the course of like two weeks, mm-hmm. but then he'd fall off. Yeah. And he played well with the Cavs overall. But wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's the number one option. He's amazing now. He's loving it. But I mean, realistically, he's not a number one option on a winning team or on a championship, championship team. team yeah. But being the number one option for the Jazz, who are maybe going to make the playoffs, that's pretty not, impressive. That's not a bad spot to be in. I feel sometimes, especially with just with players that you wouldn't consider a number one or a quote-unquote superstar. You get them in the right position, they can thrive. And they can, you know, get themselves, put themselves in a better position as far as being noticed because a lot of people probably wasn't paying him any attention. I mean, we knew how good he could be, but now, oh, yeah. Every every time you turn around, he's got a highlight on SportsCenter. He does. He's been dunking (laughs) on people. Everybody. Uh, Points in his last 10, 30 points per game, 10 rebounds, and on 47% from the field and – 39% 39% from three. And he really has been postering people. It's pretty. It's nice. It's like the Shaq memes. Like, I'm sorry. I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> hey, and then casual, he called me a casual. Man. Man, he called you casual, man. That's, that's what happened. Your boy Jordan Clarkson has been great in his last 10. 23 points per game. Five rebounds. Four assists. 49% from three. Or 49% from the field and 35% from three. I mean, when he's not trying to fight, folks. I mean, yeah. He always got his he's dukes gotten, up. Ready to roll. He's gotten to a few fights. I'm not mad at him. No. Defend oh. yourself. I have no problem with that. Another rookie I should point out, like I pointed out, Jaden Hardy, Walker Kessler. Former Auburn big man was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves and included in the package for Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And in his last 10, he's arguably playing better than Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Uh, 10 points per game, 11 rebounds, one assist, three blocks on 65% from the field. The other night he had a 20-point, 21-rebound, four-assist, two-block game. And then a few games before that, he had 13 points, nine rebounds, seven blocks. Okay. So he has been 
uh, a top five rookie in the league, I'd say so far. Wow, dude. Hey, that, that was a fair trade right it's there, like, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they traded Rudy. They traded Walker as part of the package for Rudy. It's like he could have just kept Walker and could had have. a better budget, a budget version of Rudy. He's not as good as Rudy. He's just not. Yeah, man, but, of course, you didn't know. You know no, you can't. didn't. And honestly, I didn't think he'd be this good this early. Um, and then you got the Clippers, another team that is falling apart. I love to see every second of it, but that's just me personally. Yeah, the Clippers are 23 and 24, the eighth seed, two and eight in their last 10, <clears throat> last 10, and losers of two straight. The real problem is, Juan Paul George never play. Right. So, so exactly what's going on? Are they hurt? Are they resting? The, I don't like, know. Like, I, because you can't really afford to rest. You you're, can't. You're looking at not being in the playoffs. See that? This is the thing, man. It, it it got to a point, or it's gotten to a point, where with Kawhi, you almost expect to not see him for right. majority of the season until it gets down to the nitty gritty of the playoffs. But like you just said, you gotta play some regular season games. I don't know the extent of anybody's injury, but it does feel like they're just MIA. Like if they are hurt, it stinks. But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. They really are playing themselves out of the playoffs before we even get close to it. Because yeah, we still got a lot of season left, and if they're not into the flow of the game, we we know how good. There was a point in time where, um, I mean, Paul George was just carrying the Clippers. He was playing. Oh yeah, so well. Yeah, he was. So I know something did happen to him. Didn't he like uh, hurt his ankle or something like that? I'm not sure. <laughs> see, um... but see, that's the thing. It's like we don't know for sure, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We always want to see every team at their full strength. I, as much as I dog on the Clippers, to see them playing at full capacity is always fun. Right, let's keep it a buck. How many games in their entire time with the Clippers do you think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have played together? 17. <laughs> um, All right. So they've each been with the Clippers. This is their fourth season okay. with the Clippers. All right. Fourth season. There's 82 games in a season. That's what I was just Except about for to the say. COVID shortened season, which was 70. Okay. Two. Okay. So let's think. That's about 300 ish games. Right. How many games have they played together? They have played a combined playoffs included. Um, I guess so. 20. No, no, no. 48. 94. 94. Okay. That's, that's not too that's, bad. That's not good. That's not too bad. That's they almost good. played a third of the uh, entire time that they've been together. That's really bad. <laughs> Come on, man. We're we going to get it in at least one out of every three times we're going to play together. So yeah. Kawhi, when he has played recently, has been good. Oh, he's been balling. Uh, he's looked good. 25 points per game, six rebounds, four assists on 49% from the field and 37% from three. And let's see how Paul George has been doing when he's played. Hmm. Um, he's been pretty good too. 22 points per game, six rebounds, four assists, 46% from the field and 41% from three. And then you go to the team or to the guy that Paul George was traded for. Okay. SGA. Oh, and the I, thunder. How, how's that guy? Right, 22 doing? and 23 better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I see like a stat where he's, yeah, like averaging more than them combined this season or something crazy like that. He's Just, played more games than them combined. I believe that's crazy. Jeez, goodness. I think that was the set. But uh, SGA is, of course, amazing. Uh, 
his last 10, he's averaging 27 points per game, which is down from his season average of 31. Mm. Uh, five rebounds, five assists, 49% from the field, and 32% from three. Josh Giddy, perhaps I wrote him off too soon. Well, Early he, in the season, I was like, okay, I'm not sure. I'm what, not sure if this guy's ever going to be like a, a great scorer. Yeah. He does some other things well. But in his last 10, he's averaging 20 points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists, 54% from the field, and 35% from three. And he's also shooting 94% from the free throw line. Wow. Hey, he stepped it up. You, you just had to give him a little bit of time, man. You know, with the interesting thing about y'all, y'all were kind of set to have Chet. Yeah, for the people that know, he got hurt. Yeah, we do not have a big man. Yes. Well, Mike Muscala is our big man. So whenever, you know, what you were supposed to have didn't work out, everybody kind of had to, you know, refigure their vibe for the season. So I feel like Josh, yeah, you just had to give him a little time. That's it. Without Chet, our win prediction total was 17. Jeez. And right we now, have 22. you guys have 22. We are 22 and 23. Wudor has also been good as of late. 16 points per game, five rebounds, 43% from the field, and 43% from three. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Oh, has been got to clarify that one. has been a, a top three rookie in the year th- in the league this year so far. Yeah, only behind um, Paulo and oh, yeah. potentially Benedict Matherin. Um, his last ten, he's averaging thirteen points, five rebounds, four assists, fifty percent from the field, and thirty one percent from three. He's been really good. And then we've also been missing quite a few players, Alexi Pokusevsky. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl have missed time here recently. Usman Jang, who was actually picked before Jalen Williams of Santa Clara. Oh, gosh. He was pick- the pick before him, uh, I think 11th overall, has been out. Yeah. So we could possibly get him back and he could be a contributor. Okay. Um, and then we got guys like Isaiah Joe, former Arkansas player, oh, yeah. who has been great this year. 11 points per game, 49% from the field and 45% from three in his last 10. He he can shoot. He can really shoot the ball. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's been shooting really well for y'all. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really fun team. And since the beginning of 2023, this calendar year, we have one of the best offenses in the league. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's third. We average, let's see, it was 124 yesterday. We scored 126 last night, so like 124 and a half. Okay. We average 124 essentially for the, this calendar year. And we are, I think. We're a top 10 defense on the season, and we've been second in net rating since the beginning of 2023. Jeez, so we're like, one of the best teams in this calendar. Y'all acting like y'all want to make the playoffs or something. What's uh, going on? I think we're going to. Uh, hey, I Things are trending will. that way. We are only a half a game back from not being in the play-in, being in the playoffs. That's awesome. Not having to play a play-in game. And we still got plenty of season left. Plenty of season left. And the way the Clippers and Suns are uh, trending, I'm not too afraid of them at the moment. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> so next up, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have been a massive disappointment on the season. But, eh, yeah, eh, they're kind of figuring it out. Are they're they? six and not really. <laughs> they're six Are... and four in their last ten. They're twenty two and twenty four. It's amazing that they made this trade for Rudy Gobert. It's like, oh, top three in the West. Top three in the West. Dude. They're not better than the Thunder. And the Thunder insane. are better than them. But what's so crazy, dude? We. With that change, we were like, dude, that's gonna be scary. We yeah. before it even popped off, we're like, okay. That could they, be pretty nasty. They don't have Cat. They haven't had him for a while. But even but when still, they did have him, they didn't play well. Not at all. That that was 
I mean, having Cat didn't really do him any good either, just as far as adding Rudy Gobert, I should say. Of course, you know, with Cat, it's better. But, yeah, dude, I, I don't they, understand it. They have been better when Nas Reed has played the center than Rudy Gobert. How? It, Why? Nas Reed's going to get a paycheck, by the way. He's a free agent this offseason. As well he should. And uh, he's averaging 11 points, 5 rebounds. But in games, I think I saw where in games where he plays like 25 minutes, he averages like 19 or something. He actually plays really well when he wow. gets minutes. Uh, in his last 10, he's averaging 11 and 5 on 55% from the field. And only 21% from 3, but he's, a, he's actually a good 3-point shooter uh, for a big man. But all I see is the Timberwolves going down farther. Like right now, they're in the tenth spot. Yeah, I feel like they're just gonna keep going down. If they miss the playoffs, man. Oh, they're gonna miss the playoffs. Oh, I'm calling it right now. That's bad. They're gonna miss that's the playoffs. That's really bad. Because like, that's people were already talking about it. That could go down as the worst trade in NBA history, dude. Because they gave up a thousand pieces. Like they gave. Oh my gosh, they gave up everything in the hopes of being a contender immediately. And it was shaping really up for them to be, but boy, did they not make it. But yeah, I'm looking at the teams that are usually when we look at the 11 through the 15th slot of the conference, it's like, okay, we're not worried about those five teams. But the next three teams, to me, are better than them. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Yes. Uh, I forgot what I was going to go with it. Oh, I'll right. just move on to the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> yeah, Portland. So. Yeah, they can definitely. I, I feel like Portland could jump over them. All they need is a couple good wins. Yeah, they're not playing particularly well as of late either, though. They're the 11th seed, 21 and 23, 3 and 7 in their last 10. Dame is incredible. I actually feel like Jeremy Grant's playing well. They got a lot of guys that are playing well. They're just losing games. Just losing games. Yeah. So you win a couple more of those games. Couple of, I mean, they had a few heartbreakers that I've seen that they easily could have won the game. So yeah, no, Minnesota's not better than Portland. I don't think so. They're better than the Phoenix Suns right now, but when they get Devin Booker back, maybe not. Um, we already talked about the Phoenix Suns, of course. They're yeah. in the 12th seed, 21 and 24, 1 and 9 in their last 10. And then you got the Los Angeles Lakers, who are respectable. You know, now, we, sort of. we went on a run where we won six in a row. It was six. No, it was seven. Six or seven. I can't remember. Maybe. How many Something was like that. But yes, we, we are respectable. And. Losing AD, of course, was a big blow. That sucks. It, it sucked, and he was playing so well. He was playing, you know, with no regards for any injury, and then he had the freak accident where he tweaked his leg in the air, which freaking sucks. How do you even do that? How? I have no idea, but he did it. But LeBron still playing insanely on his uh, quest to conquer Kareem's yeah, uh, scoring Yeah, he's going to do title. it here soon. What, what Sometime like? soon in February, I think. 300 more points, something like that? 300-something? Yeah. So he'll get it in like 10 so, games. Yeah, so he's playing well. A lot of a lot of the team has been playing well, other than Patrick Beverly. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's having a rough go of it. But, yeah, we, we lost a couple of barn burners to a couple of teams. I still feel like the refs did us dirty, but you know, res respectable is a good way to put it. Respectable. What sucks is... LeBron James had to put up 48 points for you to beat the Rockets. Dude, don't bring up the negative. <laughs> All we're going to talk about is what a great game he had. Just oh, the he's fact, amazing. The, the fact that we... Uh, we have never seen something like LeBron. It's like Michael Jordan was playing in the league when he was 38, but he was nowhere near as good as LeBron is right yeah, now. Yeah, it It's not even close. LeBron is doing some insane stuff, and, and it's so crazy because... Uh, we'll get to it later on, but LeBron has been in the league so long. It's just so much has changed just in life. So it's, and for him to be doing what he's doing at the age he's doing it, 
is insane. It's like the picture, you know, the classic picture of him at the all-star game with like the Nokia taking a picture. (laughs) Yes. And where we are now in terms of technology. Insane. Like that, that pic, that was me in college. Like I'm seeing that, like, look at this little kid. I'm like, wow. He's, he's older than you. Well, no, no, he's, he's he's a year younger. But still like, it's, can you imagine you being like next year, he's going to be out there averaging 25 points a game. That's insane. When he's 39. I know how I feel. Quick story. Okay, so I coach uh, my youngest uh, basketball team, assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And we had a game Saturday, last Saturday. And on the other side, they were warming up. The ball got stuck in the rim. Okay, so I was excited. I was like, oh, you know, it's my time to shine. I I could jump up there and get it. I got it. I jumped up, slapped it out of the corner of the rim, got it pretty easily. My back hurt for the rest of the day, <laughs> Christian. Like, I was so sore. And I work out. It didn't matter. That stretch and that reach mm-hmm. of motion – Dude, it is insane. Oh, my gosh. So I'm thinking about this dude running up and down the court for 48 minutes. Doing alley-oop windmill dunk. It's insane. So, I, hey, I took many a shots on LeBron in my day, but hats off to this dude because he, he's he's definitely about to break Kareem's record. And then the conversation sparks back up, man. I know he's already your GOAT, Christian. I know. You, you've never hidden that, but it's he's making a case, dude. He, he really is making a case, and it's fun to watch. I got to admit, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. It's like either, you know, if you have Michael Jordan at your goat or you have LeBron at goat, either are justified. Yeah. It's just when somebody says it's all, not even close. Yeah, you it's can't not even say close. that. It, it's close. You can't say it's that. It's close no matter who you have. Now, yeah. one person that you can't have in, anymore, in my opinion, is Kareem. Like, the only oh. thing that was really tying him to being the goat was being the all-time scoring leader, the right? Scoring leader. Well. Because he won one championship. Without Magic Johnson, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It, I feel like, and I, you know, we hate to compare eras, but you still got some people who say he had the most un- unblockable shot you he know did, ever created. He, he kind of did, you know what I mean? But you so know what? LeBron's got more points, than <laughs> and they, they were. Kareem was playing when he was like forty years old too. He but was the captain, man. When Kareem was playing in his age 38 season, he was averaging 10 points a game. But see, it, LeBron's averaging 30. And that's the thing. You can't compare anybody's, you know, late career to LeBron's because this is the most ridiculous thing we've seen. It, it really is insane, the type of numbers and just the type of things that this guy is doing. Like, like you said, that one alley-oop he caught at the tender age of 38 and did it. It's insane. Like, what? What? It's insane. So, he may like, be like legitimately the greatest athlete we've seen it's hard to deny man you because you think about some of these players younger players you think about a russell westbrook or i mean even a, a john moran even some of the things they do it's insane but lebron is old as crap yeah, he's still doing this stuff <laughs> like he's still doing this stuff and this dude is tickling 40 so it, it's what well, it's like, insane man i always say the best person to ever play their sport is Wayne Gretzky like his records are untouchable? They're, yeah. they're crazy. Uh, if he never scored a goal, he would be the NHL's all time scoring leader <laughs> that's because assists count towards that's points. Crazy, yeah. Um, that's crazy. So that's that's insane. But obviously, he's not the same level of athlete that like LeBron James is. So, yeah, like LeBron James may be the greatest athlete of all time. It's gonna be hard to deny him that when it's all said and done. It, it really is. Because but, man, we got stuff. Yeah, on the we got a lot of stuff left. We, uh, we got the Spurs. East. I don't really have to talk about them. Nah. They're fourteen and thirty-one, two and eight in their last ten. They stink. <laughs> um, and then you got the Rockets, who are an embarrassment of the NBA, the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> they are pretty bad. They're, uh, they're pretty terrible. They're awful. Their coaching's bad. Uh, 
they really don't have any kind of direction. It, it seems like all the hate that was spewed at OKC should really be being spewed at Houston, but is not. Well, I feel like people hated on y'all because they said y'all were doing we stuff were do- on purpose. Yeah. They were like, oh, they're tanking on purpose. I they're think, doing this. Houston just sucks. Yeah. The reason that they hated on us is we just did it better than everybody else. <laughs> y'all did. Y'all did. Y'all, without question, y'all did. But yeah, they, they like, didn't like. We're only. We only tank. We only rebuild for two years. Yeah. That was it. See, we were done after that. See, I feel like what Houston's doing, it doesn't really feel like tanking. It's just they're terrible. They yeah, yeah, they're just bad. So nobody really wants to spit venom at them just yet because they're so terrible. Now, if this continues, like... I, I honestly... I do not want them to get victory. Like, they shouldn't be rewarded for being as bad as they are for the last three to four years. I hope the Spurs do. I know we, I keep, they do too. we keep talking about it, but I really would rather Pop get a chance that, to coach the young fella. To me... The Rockets are almost the worst destination for Victor because I, I just don't want them to be rewarded. I would rather him see to go to him go to Detroit. It wouldn't be uh, see. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd rather well, also for him. I wouldn't have to see him in the Western Conference. That's true. That's true. But for him, Houston would probably be. Uh, oh, your boy. Uh, you got Cade. Yeah, you got, you got Cunningham. You got Jalen Duran. You got Jay Navi. They may have a. I think. Detroit may have a better young core than Houston, Houston at this point in time. Yeah, now that you say it out loud, that may not be a bad destination. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad but anyway, enough, yeah, let's, yeah, let's East, just go man. on to the Eastern Conference. Go you ahead. got the, the Celtics who are 33 and 12. <laughs> they have the best record in the NBA just ahead of the Nuggets who are 32 and 13. Uh, eight and two in their last 10. Winners of their last seven. Jason of course, Tatum. Jason Tatum is amazing. He is, I forgot, I saw a stat. I think he leads the Celtics all time in 50 point games or something. He does like. because I saw the graphic of uh, Larry Bird giving him a pat on the back. Who is this Bird guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that graphic. So, yes, that's what I'm saying, man. So many of these players now breaking so many of these records by these guys that you you attach to these teams to having been there for 50 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you think of Larry, you think he played for the Celtics for like 35 years. It just doesn't You can say, like- you know. It was harder for people to score back there than the defense and stuff like that. But um, actually, 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 the uh, <laughs> the defense is the pace and the defense towards Bird's era yeah. was similar to today's. I can see that. It's just the three point shooting wasn't as prevalent. Oh, also, no, not a, um, couldn't have been. people always talk about the '80s being the hardest defense the league has ever seen. Yeah, really, it's the late 90s, early 2000s. That really? was the best defense, defensive era in the NBA. I feel like I remember that run because it was a lot of 80 to 90 point yeah. games. It was a lot of, like, if you scored that was 90 the hard, That was the hardest era to score in. Yeah, I, I could see that. Oh, John Morant dunked on somebody else. Um, <laughs> speaking of, he Pe- has a lot of highlight dunks through yeah, the season. People but- kind of mix up what era they're actually talking about. They they do. It's you you think you think nineties you or eighties and nineties, you think that rough tumble, you know, NBA, but you when really pace. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, there was hard fouls occasionally, but that wasn't happening every game. Nah. But it was that's what they they, they make it seem yeah. like hey, anyway. Every game somebody was getting close line. Yeah. Jason Tatum is of course great. Jalen Brown's great. I mean, they assembled a super roster. Dang. I mean, it's just a really good team. Right now, the Celtics, I mean, best team in the league. 
best record in the East, obviously. Dude, if they keep playing like they're playing, I know they're on a seven-game win streak, but best team in the East right now? I mean, even though obviously they're the best record. I mean, you'd have to say so. They're the favorite out of the East. But sometimes, you know, you see that record and you still feel like a couple teams below them are better. Like the Jazz. Yeah. For a few years, I, I just I don't know, man. Celtics, nah, looking good. Celtics are legit. Yeah, Celtics. I mean, they good. made the finals last year. Um, of course, Giannis is great. He's missed the past few games, and those, or maybe just one game, but those last few games before he missed, he had like seven points or something. I was like, mm, you need to go sit down, Giannis. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Like, why are you averaging? Why are you getting seven points in a game? That's that's just crazy. Yeah, Drew Holiday's been good though. Uh, twenty-one points per game, seven assists, four rebounds, fifty-one. 51% from the field and 46% from three. And then you got Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, who have been good. Chris Middleton has been assigned to the Milwaukee Herd. He's really? going to play some uh, G League games to get ramped up for uh, NBA action. Yeah, just get loose. That's always a plus, though. You don't want to come out there and pull something. So I like that. Philadelphia 76ers, the team I picked to finish atop the Eastern Conference before the season. Who did They're I not pick? far out of there. I can't remember. I keep forgetting. Did I pick, did you pick the Nets? I may have put, uh, picked Brooklyn. I think I did. I think you did. Um, uh, I also had the Nuggets top the West, so that's looking good so far. Um, man, you had Nuggets one in the West. Yep. Jeez. I don't think I'm going to be right on the 76ers one, but I can possibly be right on the Nuggets. (laughs) Uh, James Harden has been really good as of late. 21 points per game, 11 assists, seven rebounds, 46% from the field, and 40% from three. Um, kind of. He's extremely underrated as a passer. James Harden. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. Many a time. People always talk about him like he's a ball hog and stuff like that. He was averaging like 10 assists a game in Houston. Whenever now, the entire offense ran through him. It did. And he had to have the ball a ton because who are you going to trust? P.J. Tucker to create his own shot? Right right there in that corner, man. He'll get you every time. <laughs> but no, it, it, that's always been the case with James Harden. We we talked about he does demand so much on the offensive side, but he gets, some, he gets people good looks all the time. All the time. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey's come back from injury and picked up kind of where he left off. 19 points per game, two rebounds, three assists, 45% from the field, and 35% from three. And then you got Tobias Harris, who's on a $35 million contract. and uh, That's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, but now the Nets, though. That's the story, kind of. Sort of. It was like a week ago. Oh, yeah. If we would have did a show yeah. last week. Oh, perfect. Yeah, they time. were on fire. Yeah, but. But they are. Uh, they are the four seed at 27 and 16, six and four in their last 10. Losers of three straight, but they have been without KD, which, you know. Yeah. Now, we've, we've seen time and time and again, Kyrie Irving is not a number one option. He's not. He's not in the situation where, you know, with Kevin Durant doing Kevin Durant things, he really can carry your team. Yeah. Like, that's just the nature of the beast. Kyrie can assist in the carry because he is so good he's really good but it's just it's it's right there it's i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but he if you don't have Kyrie, kd can probably do a lot of it by himself but Kyrie needs kd that's yeah he does he does he needs he needs that second guy he does the the lights are too bright when he's the main guy i guess don't say that about him don't say (laughs) that uh, kevin durant got hurt about 10 days ago and he's gonna miss approximately a month so Mm. you know maybe around Three weeks, he'll yeah. be back. Um, Kyrie in his last, let's see, let me pull it up. Kyrie in his last 10 is averaging 25 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, 47% from the field, and 39% from three. He's been really good. 
Uh, Nick Claxton is a guy that more people should be talking about. Yeah, he is. He's top three in defensive player of the year voting right now. Really? Like I didn't if, realize he was that high. Well, there's no voting right now, but if it was the season was to end right now, he would be top three You're up there. Yeah. Um, in his last ten, he's averaging 13 points per game, eight rebounds, four blocks in his last ten games. Nice. So he's been very good. Also, Josh Giddy bullied him the other night. Um, <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. He Josh Giddy gave him a shoulder and then scored on him. Ooh, he didn't do the little. And then he, he did the too small. <laughs> he did too small. He didn't do the too small. Oh man, did he really? Yes. Oh gosh, can't do the too small. It's funny oh. coming from him, <laughs> which it, they call him Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> No. Yeah. Oh man. Because you know everybody on OKC is like him or stuff like that. So he's Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) That's funny. That's quite creative, actually. Uh, (laughs) Ben Simmons in his last ten. Oh, Uh, these aren't great. Uh, Five, five rebounds, seven assists, seven rebounds, forty-four percent from the field. Kind of (laughs) stinks. And then after them, you got the Cavaliers, who are twenty-eight and eighteen, six and four in their last ten. Donovan Mitchell is amazing. Oh, yeah, we didn't even have a show after he dropped the 70, did we? Did we have a show since I think then? we may. I think we may have. Did I think we? we did. Am I getting that old and I forgot it already? I think we did. Man. Could be wrong. I don't think we did. I don't know. I don't think we did. But in his last 10, he's averaging 28 points per game, four rebounds, six assists, 47% from the field. Darius Garland's doing okay. <laughs> uh, 22 points per game, nine assists, 44%, 40%. Uh, Evan Mobley has been stepping up his game as of late. Uh, in his last four games, 18 and 15, 19 and 8, 19 and 8, 17 and 8. Oh, wow. So those are good numbers. Uh, and he's got a couple blocks in there. But, I mean, Cavs are good. That is what it is. Yeah, the Miami Heat, fun. perhaps we wrote them off too soon. Hey, well, they've had a nice little run in their last 10. 7 and 3 will get you back up yeah. there, that's for sure. 25 and 21. It was also aided by, uh, beating the OKC Thunder when they got 40 free throws and made all 40. A league record, Still a little way. bit upset about that because we would be on a uh, – what's our win streak right now? I don't know. What are y'all on right now? Four-game win streak right We would be on a five-game win streak. Ah, y'all be all right. Miami needed that little push, man. No, we needed it more, okay? <laughs> um, But Jimmy Butler has been good even though he's a, he's a free throw merchant. Uh, <laughs> 22 points per game. Five rebounds, four assists, 48% from the field, 25% from three. Uh, he's not a three-point shooter. It's just not. Bam Adebayo, he has, uh, he's stepped up, I'd say. Yeah, he has to. He On the season, to. he's averaging 22 points per game, 10 rebounds, which is, you know, that, that 22 points is higher than anything he's averaged in his career. It's a career high. Yeah. Last year, he averaged 19, so he's up about three points. Um, in his last 10... He is averaging 24 points per game, 11 rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. Very good numbers. Uh, and then you got Tower Hero and Max Struess and their bunch of uh, guys that play sometimes. Tower Hero's a bucket, as they say. He is a bucket. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Lowry has uh, not been good this season. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I want to see what you had about him. In his last on. 10, he's averaging seven points per game, four rebounds, four assists, 36% from the field, and 20% from three. I did see something where... He is one of the best defenders in the league at the point guard position, though. So I wouldn't, that doesn't surprise me one bit. He's got that nice backside that helps him yes. box people out. He, he definitely can put a body on him. Like he's 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 thinking that way. Uh Victor Oladipo is, has been playing good as of late. I know that's that's weird to say, but he's been playing good. Well, that's good. Uh 15 points per game, 
five rebounds, five assists, 44% from the field, and 38% from three. It's not prime, Victor, but he's good. Mm. Uh, and then you got the Knicks, who are the seventh seed, 25 and 21, seven and three in their last 10. Uh, they are a surprise, I would say. Well, they're, they're, they're right there in the middle where they should be. Not, not better than a lot of teams, but also better than a few. Julius Randle has beat the fraud allegations. <laughs> well, see, he's just so back and forth. That's the problem with Julius Randle but, because he'll have a run where he's beast and unstoppable, and then you have another one where he's just making terrible yes, decisions. Speaking of that, I think it was a week ago, like a week and a half maybe, Um, he had a game where he was five for five from three in the first five minutes of the game or oh, something. Gosh. And then the very next game, he was 0 for 7 from 3 in the <laughs> in the first quarter. He said, I got to keep shooting, so, Coach. I got to keep shooting. So he was, like, amazing, and then he was bad. Like, come on, man. But uh, he's been more good than bad as of late. He's averaging 26 points per game, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, only 41% from the field, and only 30% from 3. But he's been playing pretty well. Jalen Brunson has been playing amazing, like, <laughs> Legit, oh, yeah, amazing. Really uh, 32 points per game, five rebounds, five assists on 50% from the field and 49% from three. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. You know, maybe they should have kept him in Dallas. Hey. Maybe they should have kept him. Dude, that would be nice to have right there for them. I mean, but hey, well, they, they got what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> or did they? No, I don't think they did. <laughs> but uh, the Hawks are the eighth seed, 23 and 22, six and four in their last 10, winners of their last four games. Oh, yeah, they're a nice little four game. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young, uh, he gets a lot of hate. And sometimes it's been from me. But he's very good at basketball. He is. He's uh, real good. 27 points per game, nine assists, 50 or 47% from the field, and 39% from three. In his last 10, that's the big number because on the season, he's shooting 33% from three, which is, you know, it's okay. It's below his, it's below his career average. Yeah, but, but it's, it's okay. Well, is that the it's best way it's way it? up from what it was. I think he was in the 20s for a while. Oh, earlier in the season? Yeah, so right. he's doing a lot better. And I saw some, I, I legitimately saw this on Twitter. Somebody was like, would you take Marcus Smart over Trey Young? He's like, what what are you what are you talking about who said that i don't know some random yeah he's like what are you talking about nah get out of here if marcus smart was the number one option on your team you're the worst team in the league. oh you're terrible like that's not what you need you're legitimately the worst team in the league he's a great player to have on your team don't get it twisted he's like a fourth option scoring wise exactly a fifth if you're not looking for scoring yes but no that's come on now how is that even a valid switch come on now get out of here in a Indiana Pacers have been surprising so far this season. They are 23 and 23, four and six. Losers of five in a row, though. Yeah, they're on a rough run right now. <clears throat> uh, Tyrese Halberton has been out the past few games, and he will be out for at least another week. So that's probably why they've been struggling recently. Yeah. Um, Miles Turner's good. Uh, Buddy Hield's good. They both potentially look good in Laker Gold, but. Yeah. Hey, that's been the talk for Whatever. the longest. No, no, no one even believes it anymore, man. It's like we're we're past that. We're working with what we got right now. Chicago Bulls are done. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> they're in the playoffs right now, but what's the point? Yeah. 10th seed, 20 and 24, 5 and 5 in their last 10. It's like you look at them and then you look kind of at the Thunder. It's completely different. Oh, dude. It's like the Thunder are just, we're happy to be here. It's amazing. <laughs> But the Bulls, 
the future doesn't look too bright over there. Yeah, because the 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 hopes were a lot higher than they are right now. Like with the position they're in, it's it's not good enough for a team in the East. That Demar Derozan's what is he like 32, 33? He's aging. Yeah. Um, Zach Levine has been he's been okay this season, and then you got Vucevic who's aging. Um, it's it's just. They're in purgatory right now. They are. They really are. And that's not a spot that you want to be in with, with the team that you have. It was supposed to be you were competing right now, not fighting for a spot in the play-in. So, yeah. It's going to be tough um, for Chicago. And then you got the Raptors who are 20 and 25, 11, 5 and 5. Losers of one straight. Um, They should be sailing as well. They could get – we talked about this last time. They could get quite a good return for Pascal and Fred and maybe Gary Trent few others maybe oh, yeah. but uh i saw a trade proposal by maybe a sons fan or maybe he's, and people disagreed with it it was like cam johnson campaign and uh some other young player that wasn't mikhail bridges and like two first round picks and they're like no i'm i'm not giving up cam johnson for pascal siak oh, really like, are you insane no about that chief. are you crazy <laughs> Well, but see, that's probably just the love of that player because sometimes, you know, you get attached to players that even though it's better on the other side, you just don't want to give them up. Pascal's been very good this season. That's what I'm saying. Scotty Barnes has actually turned around. He was he was on fraud watch there for a little bit. Uh, last 10, 18 points per game, eight rebounds, five assists, 48% from the field, only 20% from three, but that's not really why he's out there. Um, and then you got the Wizards who are 19 and 26, 12 seed, five and five. Winners of one straight. They're they've been in purgatory forever. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the they're last. doing, <laughs> and it seems like they're trying to trade. Like they're trying to trade Rui Hachimura. Yeah, who he's okay, but um, but why are you trading your young guys when you should be trading the old guys and trying to build around the young guys? But you're like constantly trying to be kind of competitive, but exactly. you're not bad enough to actually get a top tier pick well that's the it, thing like you said they're not they're not bad enough to get a top tier pick so they're trying to just say well let's keep the but older you guys should happy. try to be bad enough <laughs> you should but not, it, that's crazy because they are sitting in that worst spot possible like it's you're not even competing you're just kind of above the worst. yeah nobody's taking you seriously not at all so yeah i don't, I don't know what they're gonna do uh, it also doesn't help that they picked uh johnny davis out of wisconsin I think at pick 10 this year and he is yeah. really bad. <laughs> like historically bad. Anthony oh, Bennett gosh. may be a better rookie than him. No. I'm not lying. That was your guy too. Y'all know he was all about some Anthony mm. Bennett. <laughs> he he is struggling in the G League. Oh my god. He's averaging like 5 points on 20% shooting in the Dude, G League. It's not for everybody, man. It, it's really not. Now I know hey, he could, hey, turn, he around. could turn around. That's I'm not writing him off, he but He could turn around, but it, it, the early returns are very uh concerning, I would yeah, say. That's tough. And then we'll run through these last few. Yeah, the Magic ahead. are 16 and 28, 3 and 7 in their last 10. Paul Benchero is really good, but it appears that that run that they made early in the season was a little uh a little fluky. A little premature. We, yeah. we, we got excited. They they did too, but nah. Hornets are 12 and 34. Lamel Ball got injured again. 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 Oh, so uh they're two and eight in the last 10. They're not good. They're gonna they're gonna be competing for a top three pick. And the Pistons are 12 and 35. Kate Cunningham's got ruled out of the season in like December, and that was essentially the end of the dinner the Pistons yeah. season, even though they weren't good before that either. So uh Pistons 12. or Rockets, where you see your boy going? 
I hope the Pistons. <laughs> I hope the Spurs. But. Pistons do sound pretty good, but yeah, I, I'd rather have the Spurs. But yeah, the Pistons, you, it is sounding pretty. If jazzy. you uh, you know, the top three picks get even odds. They're it's only eighteen percent, I think, maybe fourteen percent, maybe fourteen percent. Yeah. But you know, they all share the same odds. So even if you are the worst team in the league, you're not necessarily going to get the number one pick. I mean, this is true. But, oof. You're just as long as Houston doesn't. Isn't that kind of crazy though? Like you're the yeah. worst team in the league, and it's like. You only have a 14% chance of getting the top pick. I know. How crazy is that? I feel like it should be like 25. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We got a big a chunk of higher. the pie. Yeah. Like, just, what did we even suck for? Yeah. Get a big chunk of the pie. So at least they have a, a high chance of getting it, not but, in the running with everybody else. They're trying to deter the tanking. So. I guess. All right, Christian. Do you know what time it is? Yes. If I can find it. It's been this. a while since I've done one of these. I know. That's what I'm saying. This, this one is almost more informative than anything. If you get these, you are the GOAT. I will be. I will get you a shirt that says "Goat" across the front if okay. you can give me all these. But first, it's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? All right, we're working out all the sound for the new show in this studio, so it may be too loud. It may be too quiet. Who knows? Either way, something's happening right now. But let me bring it down all the way because I don't. I don't yeah, want to do this. We anything. just can't tell. Yep. So, but all right. You saw it. It was a whole big deal, a big story. Uh, LeBron uh, faced off against Jabari Smith Jr. You mm-hmm. saw that? You heard about this? Right. And then he came up and said, hey, yo, LeBron, you played against my dad in your first game when you played Sacramento. So, yeah, you owe this crap. That's essentially what he was saying. But did you know that LeBron has competed against eight other father-son really? duos? Oh, yes. So, I'm, I'm trying to see. I, I don't know what's the best way to do this. Well, it competed against Gary Trent Jr. and Gary Trent Sr. Okay, so that's, that's that one. I'll scratch that one out. But yes, there are still seven. Now, I don't. It's gonna be kind of tough because I don't want to really want to give you the. Team. Does it mean he competed against or he played with? Also, does it mean uh, either? Yeah, I think it's competed against because. Because yes. uh, he's yeah, because he competed against one guy that he actually did end up playing with. And he actually, uh, but that's the best one clue I can give. Gerald Henderson Sr. happened to still be in the league. <laughs> no, um, he did not. But uh, I'm trying to see. I don't really, it's, I don't really want to give you any clues on this one because clues are too easy. But uh, I, I guess I can kind of give you a little clue on this one. This one kind of helps. Um, it's a lot of juniors, that's for sure. I was going to say Sharif, but he never played against them. And I also don't know if he actually ever played for them. But he uh, was on the Lakers for a short time. Let me see. I'm trying to see. Okay, this this is a good way to put it. Okay, yeah. So this guy, he actually did compete against, but he also won a championship with this guy in Miami. And then he played against his son later down the line. Like Gary Payton. Gary Payton. So Gary Payton and Gary Payton the second. Not Gary yeah. Payton Jr. because we've discussed that. Yes. yes. <laughs> so confusing. Um I can't give you a clue for all of these. Because so many. Uh, and, I mean, it's pretty hard. It is. It's pretty crazy. Oh, uh, Adrian Griffin? Yes. Adrian Junior Griffin and Senior? Is, yep. So you got that one. Uh, we just talked about this guy who's playing fantastic right now in New York. Oh, Rick Brunson. Rick and Brunson, Brunson. And Jalen Brunson. Yep, you got that. Now the next, actually the next three guys. One, two, three. Yes. They are all, well, two of them are juniors, and one of them is a third. 
So they share What about the name. Glenn Rice? Yes, Glenn Rice and Glenn Rice Jr. Okay, Christian. Okay. The longer I give you, the better yeah, chance. Glenn Rice Jr., he uh, flamed out in the NBA career. Yeah, he really did. So we got two left. Uh, I don't want to give you this guy's nickname because that's too easy. Um, but he is a junior, and his son was a third. God. Uh, oh, um, because I don't want Glenn get, Robinson. There you go, Glenn Robinson Jr. and Glenn Robinson the third. Big dog, big dog. See, if I would have said big dog, it would have been too easy. And we have one left, which I remember this guy. He was very physical, very physical player. It was one play that I remember so well that a guy was coming down the court and he punched him in the back of the head, just randomly as he was going up for the dunk. <laughs> I remember. I know so what well. you're I know what. You're... <laughs> but yes, and Junior is currently in the league. Actually, oh, who was that? <laughs> His nickname is also a local store. Actually, I don't even know if they have these anymore. They probably do. I haven't been to one in a long time. <laughs> Is it, a, is it a Hastings? Nope, not Hastings. <laughs> but his nickname, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Kenyon Martin. Oh, yes. yeah, Kenyon Martin Jr. Kenyon Martin Jr. But yeah, it was one time, yeah, it was when uh, Kmart was playing for uh, New Jersey yeah. and somebody got past me and he just... Kmart was, he was about that life. Yes, he was, without question. He, he was definitely about that life. But see, that, that was a pretty good one, man. You, you actually got a whole lot of them. Like, yeah, I, I really... had to have a little bit of help, but I did pretty well overall. Yeah, you did real good. All right, let me see. Where we at? All right, let me get this right. I don't know how it sounds, people. Hopefully it sounds okay. It, but it's impossible for us to know until post. We'll, we'll find out later how terrible or how wonderful it sounds, and we'll do it again next time. Here we go. Alley-oops and flagrant fouls. All right, Christian. I guess I'll... You got yours. You want me to give you a Is Becky Hammonds always on here now? You know what? I don't know. The NBA Today is on in our studio. I like Becky Hammonds. I did too. But yeah, she has been on a lot lately. They probably did lock her in. Perk has his own uh Perk's penthouse. Perk's penthouse. I don't his even own know segment. What, I don't even you know what? <laughs> There's so many ways you can go with that. All right, well yeah. you want to give your alley. <laughs> uh I'm gonna give one to the Thunder. How I did. They're playing really well. This is the most excited I've been as a Thunder fan since KD was with us. Really? Probably. Dude, that's that's saying something. Now maybe like maybe Paul George there for a little bit. Yeah. There for a little bit. But even realistically, I'm like, okay, the Warriors are way better than this. There's no point in getting still, excited. Yeah. But now you're feeling good yeah, about I'm it. I'm feeling huh? good about it. I mean, we're not gonna win a title, but I don't expect it. And I'm you know it's exciting. Y'all got a young, it's fun. Yeah, y'all got a young and you know what? core. You know what would be really funny? What would be really fun? If we make the playoffs, the Clippers don't. And we pick swap with them and get a lottery picking. Dude. That would be insane. That would be amazing. Oh, gosh. I, uh, mm. And a flagrant foul, I'm going to give one to the Phoenix Suns, who are, of course, struggling, although I do like to see it. <laughs> hey, well, it, it, it's definitely looking tough for them right now. Well, okay, my my alley-oop, actually, this is like a shared alley-oop and flagrant because I'm going to give this alley-oop and flagrant foul to Stephen A. Smith, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not even basketball-related. Is it three on anything? Yes! Okay. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. I give him the alley-oop for saying Rihanna is no Beyonce. It was his opinion. It's all good. I feel like I'd rather hear Beyonce, too. I give him the flagrant for backtracking. For apologizing? Yes, don't apologize. Stick to your guns, Stephen A. Because you already know fans are crazy, so they come in waves. 
But I feel like it was so much pressure on him to just, hey, you need to come out and make a statement just to say what you meant. I was like, I, I know what he meant. I understand what he's saying. All he said was she ain't no Beyonce. That's all he I said. I honestly thought it was, when I watched it, I was like, I thought this was going to go somewhere different. Where yeah. he was going to say, like, she was very appealing to the eyes or something along that lines. Yeah. And he was going to have to apologize for it. But it's like, what he said wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad at all. And, and when he said it originally, it was just like, well, yeah, if, if that's, I mean, he said Beyonce is the entertainer. So it's hard to, you know, put anybody above her or put anybody on that level. So, you know, I, I just don't like that. He had to come out and apologize. On those me. Super Bowl halftime shows, they usually bring out another artist or something. When yeah. Rihanna comes up there, are they going to bring out Jay-Z? I don't know. Kanye? No. <laughs> hey, well, that, that's funny because, yeah, run this town. She does have that. But I don't think Jay and, and Kanye. Are and also that so. uh, J, the uh, Kanye and Paul McCartney and Rihanna song. Do you remember that? one? <laughs> yes, I remember that. What was it? Uh, four to five seconds from Wild. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a catchy tune, actually. But yeah, dude, man, he didn't have to apologize for that. Also, uh, flagrant foul to. Uh, did you see the the third grade team out there in uh, yes, Ohio? Yes, so bad. Got to give them a flagrant, man. I I, I have to. I, it's the coach's fault, though. And that's the thing. I really I look at stuff differently now as a assistant coach to my daughter's team. If they get a little too excited, hey, y'all, bring it down a notch. Come on, y'all, calm it down. That's all it really takes. But they were just, it was yeah, bad, too, It was man. really bad. It was bad. How, and, how you going to be, like, three foot nothing saying you too small? Like, come on now. <laughs> like, that just seems... Like, and I have no problem with celebrating, like, at the college or NBA level. Like, if you make a play, I don't yeah. care if you pat your head like you dunked on somebody yes. or something like that. But it's like they're they're eight years old. if And, like, they're doing, you know, flexing on go. people just doing the little drop down after they stuff. do anything. It's like, it's anything. just stupid. Come on now. So, yes, I, I got to give them the flagrant. Specifically, the coaches, I got to give them the flagrant. And it's been like, you've heard it on both sides, but I'm definitely going with the it's yeah, not the kids' fault. It's definitely not the kids' fault because, of course, they're going to overdo it. They're kids. It's what they do. But you got to kind of reel them in. Like you said, going down the court, throwing up a three, I would point at you and be like, hey, I see you, and that's it. But come on, in the face of other kids saying too small, nah, <laughs> we, we, we can't do that, man. We, we can't do that. So, yes, they they definitely get my flagrant. So, well, uh, Christian, um, double tech. First video double tech. Hopefully. Did, it, did it record? Hopefully. We'll find out. Ain't gonna be a show this week. Here shortly, but I'm pretty sure it did. We'll find out. But uh, that was fun. Next week, um, I don't know how crazy the standings will be because we have so many teams that are like half a game apart. We'll also be getting uh, closer and closer to the trade deadline. Maybe finally we'll get a trade. Oh, man. Because the trade deadline is on February 9th, and there have been zero trades this season. Maybe one, but it was like for cash considerations or something. It doesn't count. So, yeah, we'll talk about the trade deadline. We'll also give the final numbers for the All-Stars because that will be pretty close. We may not have the final numbers yet. We'll probably be right along the line. Yeah, we didn't talk about those this show, but we can just... Yeah, we'll we'll hit on it. And we'll, for the most part, we'll know who's going to get the starting position. We won't know everybody, but we'll know who's getting the starting position. So, for HB, Christian Weaver, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all have a great one.